Hey there, demons. It's us, you girls. Welcome to the Office Goblin Podcast. I'm S. And I'm D. And we are goblins. Two goblins on the internet that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. And today, we are going to get hairy. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> metaphorically. Hopefully so, not. Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, those days are behind us. Most, yeah. Most of those days, I feel. Mo- most of the time, yeah. <laughs> I I feel like things become worse the older one gets. You lose hair in places in which it really counts. Mm. And then you gain hair in unexpected places. I, I could stand by that. Or it's not even that you gain hair. It's just that hair gets thicker or longer and it's like mm. why why did you do this to me <laughs> tame this unruly hair of mine dude no i have like a little mustache basically going on that i have uh-huh. to shave like a man <laughs> every few weeks or so and it gets really dark uh-huh. i am also in the shave your bigote camp because it's mustache Oh, yeah, I call it my bigote, like, today's the day. (laughs) I'll see you in hell, mustache. (laughs) I I mean, I learned the word years ago, but I thought this is such a fantastic word. Okay, so it's like in a different language? What language is that in? Spanish. Spanish, okay. Yeah, yeah, so every once in a blue moon, it's bigote shaving time, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah, it is. It absolutely is. <laughs> Send that hair where it belongs. Right down the drain. And hopefully clog it up. <laughs> no, oh my gosh, do you go through phases where you don't shave? And then when you get to it, it it's like this big chore. You're like, oh my gosh, how did we get here? How did we let this get to the level that it is. So I made a revolutionary change in my shaving habits where I bought an electric razor. Like a, like the one that men use on their face. So it's, it's a woman's razor. It's like really big. I use it on my legs basically because it's an epilator. No, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's an actual razor. I'm trying like it's it's this big basically. The head is that big and it's got oh, wow. like a cover. I guess it'd be like a razor that some people might use on their head. You know okay. what I'm talking about? Like clippers yeah. almost, but mm-hmm. it's got a wide section so it's not just a single blade and those sections the the underneath part cuz you pop it off to, you know, clean it. Yeah. It's got these two little pieces that vibrate. They go back and forth. And that's what makes it shimmy, I guess, and cut the hair off your legs. I don't I know imagine. if that's explaining any well at all. Yeah, yeah. The picture that I'm getting in my mind is this lawnmower for your legs. I mean, it's it, not far off. Yeah, it's fairly <laughs> accurate. Um, <laughs> I... I still go by a good old-fashioned razor, but it's really cumbersome, so the ease with which the hair is removed, I imagine, using your tool sounds fantastic. It's definitely a lot quicker than, you know, lathering up my legs and then taking a razor to them, especially because there's never a time that I have shaved my legs and didn't cut myself. Oh, ouch. Yeah, I just... I don't know if I don't know my own strength or if I just <laughs> I want to really... take my flay my skin as I'm doing this. Just take everything. Uh, yeah, I actually when I was in high school, I cut my one of my legs on the shin so bad with a razor that I have a scar. Dude, do you have spots still after all these years of shaving that it's the same suspect, it's the same spot that is just notorious for getting nicks and cuts. Oh, yeah. Especially um, my knees. It's always my knees. Uh, All the wrinkles on your knees. It's like, how can you stretch out your skin to a point where you're not going to cut it? <laughs> yeah. When will God 
make my kneecaps not look like ball sacks. (laughs) But much firmer. (laughs) Firm ball sacks? Yeah. With a sesamoid bone beneath it. It's like a little round bone. It sits... That's your little kneecap. I know someone whose sesamoid bone, fun story, ended up all the way up their thigh near their groin. And it had to be pushed back into place. Oh, the visceral reaction my body just had to you, like, telling me that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, no. No. We're talking about hair. Can we go back to hair? I'm done. I I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I am fascinated. I heard about this a few years ago, back in the grad school days. It's called Mm -hmm. sugaring. And it's essentially making, like, a candy paste. Like, imagine a hard candy caramelized paste. Yeah. And it's supposed to be much easier on the skin and just as effective as a wax. Right. But much, yeah, gentler. And I heard it makes you, it does, your skin is not as angry. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I've I've heard of it. I've seen, you know, videos of people using it. Mm -hmm. I have no faith in myself to get at the right temperature without scalding myself. Ah. So I have not tried it. I've the only waxing I have ever done was on my eyebrows as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I have not had my eyebrows waxed probably 10 years now. Are you a shaver, a plucker? Shave and then I have those little scissors where when you brush your ah, eyebrows mm-hmm. up you kind of trim along the tops and the bottoms or whatever. That's what yeah. I do. I have fairly thick eyebrows, so that's helpful. I guess it's like the British side of me. (laughs) Listen, I like a thick brow. I really do. Oh, yeah. Do you remember those? It looked like little McDonald's arches, essentially. Like you had one here, one here, like they do in the anime eyes when they're like, dude. And those were eyebrows in the early 2000s, like plucked (laughs) to all hell. The early 2000s beauty standards with her hair were just all over the goddamn place. Eyebrows being a key point there. Oh my gosh, yeah, like, I think the one redeeming thing of that time, if you asked me five years ago, was probably the body glitter. But now <laughs> I really hate glitter. I think it's annoying. It gets everywhere. It's like <laughs> sand. It is, especially because like- It's a pestilence. <laughs> Did you ever buy body glitter in the can or the roll stick? I had like a little twist off top container and it was like gel Mm. glitter. Yeah. That you would like scoop out and put on? Yeah. Okay. See, way back when I had the little tubes that had the the ball on the inside and Uh you just roll it on. But then I also had hairspray glitter basically. Oh, where you'd spray it in your hair. <laughs> what are you doing spraying this in your hair? It was for like, I didn't do it because I was, you know, the good anxious child that never left their house. But it was for parties or, you know, when people would go out and there would be lights and the lights would shine off of your fucking neon sparkling body. You wanted to be a vampire, according to Stephanie Meyer. (laughs) I mean, that is a look, one can say. It certainly is, and it certainly turned heads. (laughs) Because you blinded everyone within, like, a couple yards of you. The worst with the spray glitter, though, is that it would get everywhere. Because it'd be like hairspray. It got on your mirror, your countertops, your floor. It was awful. And then it was so difficult to wash all of it out. (laughs) You know how not all inventions are necessary or good? Just because you can doesn't mean you should. (laughs) Yes. Just because you can put it in a can, put that glitter in a can doesn't mean you should. There's a lot of things in cans that we shouldn't have put there, like cheese. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) If I still ate cheese, I would not eat it from a can. (sighs) Anywho, I think one of my favorite trends back in early 2000s for hair were all of the different extensions you could put into them. 
Oh my gosh, I feel like you have a whole buffet of thing <laughs> of shit you can put in your hair. You really, you really did. I liked that th- their key saving grace is that they weren't permanent. Mm-hmm. And they weren't as messy as glitter spray. Glitter will forever be the messiest material you work with, and you can fight me on that. Oh, yeah. A herpes of arts and crafts. Get that notarized. <laughs> Make that into law. <laughs> but yeah, like, when, you know, we're talking about hair extensions, we're not talking about your normal adding hair to your hair extensions. No, we're talking mm-hmm. about feathers, ribbons, tinsels, all of the different... Like, if you... It was like a witch's paradise almost, you know? You pick it up off the ground, you <laughs> stick it in your hair. That's what it was. A swamp witch's paradise. <laughs> <laughs> then which ex- of these extensions were your favorite? Did you try any of them? Would you try any of them now? I would probably... I used to do, like, ribbon in my hair, so I would try and braid mm-hmm. ribbon in, which doesn't always work out. You know, as a kid who doesn't have, like, (laughs) salon styling and just literally braiding ribbon into their hair. It was because I couldn't dye my hair different colors. Not because of any kind of religious setbacks, but my mom, like I've mentioned before, was a beautician. And was very adamant to keep my hair healthy. So I wasn't allowed to dye it with box dye or go crazy colors. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to dye it, she would do it. And, you know, at the time also, I, you couldn't just dye someone's hair for free because I would have to bleach it and then color it. <laughs> Your mom said ammonia, not on my watch. <laughs> Literally. But the problem is that over time, those, those products do get expensive. And so I would have to pay for it. And it's right. like, I don't have the money to have it professionally done. This is why I want to destroy it with box dye. Let me live my life. I... You know what? I think the most difficult hair to dye, whether salon grade or do it yourself, will forever be like a light ash blonde. Mm-hmm. Any any hair color that is a lighter color that requires bleach highlights that use one wrong shampoo, you get the brassiness. Mm-hmm. I knew people that had like orange green hair moments, <laughs> and this uh. One friend from back in the day had 19 19 tons of hair. I kid you not. It was just a mop of hair. (laughs) It's fabulous. And natural brunette, this one. And he successfully got his hair light ash blonde through just repeated dyeing. Never touched bleach. Huh. But constant dyeing. And the hair grew fast. So you could see the roots. Yeah. You know, within the week, week and a half. But I was always amazed that just with a lot of patience and a lot of hair dye, they were able to go from a medium brown Uh to an almost platinum blonde. That's wild. No. Yeah, I, I, that's my one rule, hard and fast, is to never touch bleach. Before we keep talking, though, I was going to go back and say the one in, one extension that I would probably go back to oh, if yeah. I could again <laughs> would be feathers. I love feathers. I think they're really fun. And I mm-hmm. think that they can be super colorful and, and playful. And again, very witch aesthetic if you put some black feathers in your hair. I love it. Fully looking like a crow or a raven. Yeah, Queen of Ravens, let's go. Listen, a befriend, a murder of crows. I don't know what the group name is for ravens, so I'm just going to stick with the crows I know. I'm going to Google it, because now I want to know. Yeah, this is, you know, important information for us and the public, but... Absolutely. Yeah, feathers, feathers have... They had a real big moment. I think the... <laughs> I knew someone that did a feather extension on their dog. <laughs> I think you will be very happy to know that it is a conspiracy of ravens. A conspiracy. The fact it's a murder of crows and a conspiracy of ravens just, like, delights me on levels I didn't expect to be delighted on. Right, right. I was going in here with an open mind, maybe hoping some it had to do something with Edgar Allan Poe, but totally not disappointed. 
Uh, no, I'm not disappointed at all. But no, someone feathered their dog. Only one little tiny feather. So mind you, this dog was the okay. size of like an NFL football. He's a <laughs> tiny little guy. Oh. <laughs> and uh, was one of those like hypoallergenic dogs. So the the hair, the fur was really fine and soft. Mm-hmm. And here this little thing was like head too big for its body trotting around with this little green or orange feather. I forget. Oh, cutie. Yeah. It it was a time. <laughs> it was. It was like, I don't know what it was about the 2000s because the such a weird time for fashion, I feel like, and that most people <laughs> used their hair as their accessory. Do you remember in the early 2000s, and I think of, let's say, like Christina Aguilera, uh-huh. when she had like the skunk hair dye? Uh-huh. Like this platinum blonde, this uh, these black streaks in between it. Oh, yeah. That was a time. <laughs> yeah. And I think like the the child of, of that kind of hair is the raccoon emo scene hair. Uh-huh. Have you tried such uh, hairstyles? Do you know people who dabbled in all of that? I was not allowed <laughs> to do that with my hair i desperately wanted to trust me my um one of my cousins did that hair though full out did the really really choppy layers the big top Uh and had the raccoon streaks on both sides framing her face and it to Uh me looked amazing like i was so god you're so glamorous (laughs) i'm like you're so cool oh my god but yeah no I did not. See, the, the thing about seeing hair that you learn about is that no one went to a salon to get that done. You did that in your freaking best friend's back bathroom with a razor, like not even scissors, a razor, and would just pull out pieces and shave it off until you got the look you were wanting. That is the tea, or... I, I've seen, like, friends, they would twist their hair, take chunks and twist them, mm-hmm. and then either go in with those, like, just sheer, like, or go yeah. in with a razor, too, to finish up the ends and make them even more like icicles. Oh, yeah. It was, Crispy icicles. It was all about the points and the layers and the color. So much bleach. So much bleach. So much bleach, so much hairspray, the straightening. Oh, my God. See, I didn't get to do the scene hair. But what I did get to do was the crunchy, gel-curled hair and straightened bangs. Hey. Why did we do this? What possessed us to do that to our hair? Yeah, it was either the gel camp or the the mousse camp when your hair was still, like, wet from the shower. Yep. And you would flip your head over and do the crunch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you mean because I <laughs> fucking did it. I used yeah. mousse because I liked how mousse felt in my hair better than gel because gel would literally dry in yes. a crust. It was so bad. You had to be so careful when you used gel. I knew people who swore by it, though, because... Their hair didn't work with mousse. It was too thick. I wish I had that problem. Yeah. But yeah, gel, uh, dangerous liaisons, it, you know? It and really is. Because looking busted and crusted with gel is very easy. Like one moment you're like, this is going to look great. Nope. Nope. <laughs> oh my gosh. And And when you start throwing in all these like products and procedures like the styling, do you remember the people that had wet hair would crank up the straightener to the highest heat setting and then just go to town? So that shit was sizzling. Probably my best friend of all time in high school did that. Oh, yikes. They had the wet to dry hair straightener. I never trusted those things and I'm so glad I didn't. But yeah, but that was what they would do is they would, you know, get out of the shower after practice and then sit and straighten their entire head of hair to the, like, flat, as flat as you could get it. And I, yeah, no, I didn't do it with wet hair because I didn't, like I said, I didn't trust that shit, but I did straighten my hair very often. I am surprised that 
Either ourselves or our peers walked away with full heads of hair. <laughs> Even if the hair looked like hay and just fried. Uh-huh. Extra crispy, one could say. I knew somebody that had bleached their own hair to get that. Because there was also that time where we did two-tone hair. And either oh, the, like was, the dip dye? Yeah, it was either the top half of your head was a lighter color or the bottom half of your head was a lighter color. Is this like a balayage or something? No, 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 no. Like you would split your hair. It, so you'd have the top layer of your hair and the bottom layer of your hair, right? Like if you did a high half okay. pony. Uh, and then either the top part would be dyed or the bottom part would be dyed. Damn. That's- and this person had bleached i think the top part of their hair and had left the bottom part like black because they wanted that extreme contrast Mm -hmm. but they ended up over like they ended up frying the top half of their hair and they had to do deep conditioning treatments to keep their hair girl they were on the edge of looking like some monk from the middle ages oh it was talk about crispy it was they kept their hair like i'm they spent the time and money and they they swore they were never touching bleach again and they told all of their peers do not touch bleach on your own poster child <laughs> there it was yeah psa on the dangers of hair bleach <laughs> Whew. yeah no thank you i mm-mm. but then what do you think about other hair tools like crimping do you remember when people crimped I do. I do remember when people crimped. That, uh, I think that ship sailed probably when we were in middle school, because it wasn't around when I was in high school. No, no. That's when straightening was at its peak. At its peak is the right word. I don't think that I owned a crimper, but I know other people who had older siblings had them. I think my Mm -hmm. aunt had a crimper, actually. Because that was more, I think, of a late 90s thing, early 2000s thing. Yeah, yeah, like late 80s through some most of the 90s. Yeah. And um, my aunt, I want to say, graduated high school in like 94. So I remember ah. her. There, there are lots of pictures with her giant crimped hair. <laughs> and people, <laughs> people are like, the 80s is the day of big hair. Have you seen the 90s? Like, some of those pictures, they took crimping seriously. I mean, like, crimping is also, like, that double-edged sword because I love big hair. Like, we talked about in the past our love for, like, Dolly Parton's big head of hair. Yeah. And I truly am a firm believer in the the bigger the hair, the closer to heaven. <laughs> truly, like... The more you can pile on, the the better for you. Snaps to you. Oh my goodness. So, and I know crimping was having like a moment recently within the last two years. Oh, you're right. So I was kind of here for it. I wouldn't do it myself. Yeah. Because then it's still like, you got to have the hair moist and then like spray it and then crimp it and then like, you know. Right. Rinse and repeat. I mean, that's if you want to do it safely. You could just yeah. put that iron on your hair and go to town, but- I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Where the road is really uh, bumpy. <laughs> yeah, you should always use heat protectant. But do you think that does anything, especially if you're like a cereal straightener, a blow dryer user, crimper? It does. It depends on what, you know, if you're using the right products for it. But the last time I went to the, um, last time I went to my hairstylist, they, they told me, hey, Make sure you're using a heat protectant. You know, I know that you said you don't use a lot of heat on your hair. You know, I don't straighten my hair anymore. I have never blown dried my hair because I can't fucking figure out how to do that right. But (laughs) they said that when you go outside, you should also use it if you're going to be outside in the sun for too long because that'll damage your hair too. Yeah, yeah. That I feel like people don't think about it. Their their mind goes more to like the various obvious kind of like perpetrators of let's say the products right mm-hmm. or these tools or even like chlorine especially if you're someone who dyes their hair and uses bleach right yeah but the sun do you 
did you know anyone that would like use lemon juice and then go out in the sun and to get those natural highlight kind of things? Oh yeah, because that was I think another really big thing that we haven't talked about yet in the early 2000s. You either wanted to have black hair or blonde hair. There was no in between. Right. And people wanted to be blonde, you know, so bad. And then they heard about how horrific bleach can be for your hair. So they were trying literally anything and everything to get naturally blonde hair. So I I knew my fair share of people that would put lemon juice on like specific strands of their hair because they would want highlights and mm-hmm. go out and lay out in the sun in their backyard for, you know, a couple hours. <laughs> Melanoma and crispy hair. That's a great combo. <laughs> Have you ever been the victim of bad hair or what you once thought looked great in retrospect you think to yourself i made a huge mistake i have pictures picture evidence of (laughs) see i can't i can't point to any of the things that i had done to my hair as a child because that was only like half my choice the other half was my mom right Mm -hmm. and but when i was in Middle school. It was still hair down the center at the time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any kind of bang. I, none of that. It was all the same length. Hair down the middle, straight. Like, uh-huh. against my scalp, straight. <laughs> I, the only person I can look at that was famous at the time that had that hair was Avril Lavigne. Cher had a similar hairstyle. Cher did too, but like who in my circle that I was paying attention to, bless her, Cher's Uh, amazing. But I was an angsty child and Avril Lavigne (laughs) sang the lyrics to my soul, okay? So I wanted to look just like her. Makes sense. And so I have, and I, I still wasn't dyeing my hair yet. I couldn't dye my hair. I wasn't allowed to really. So it's like my natural hair is this, my mom calls it dirty blonde because we have the same hair, basically. Where it's not quite brown, but it's not quite blonde. It's very in the middle. And so, like we talked about last episode, fucking beacon of light on my forehead. Just straight hair. It's it's bad. <laughs> I mean, it's a look. It's a look. It's a look that did not need to happen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what? I <laughs> I just have this image in my head. I should show you pictures from from two thousand and seven. Little D with her choices of fashion. Listen, I would love to see some pictures because Little S did not do any better. What What did Little S do? Little S was this alternative goth child. Yes! And some things never change, you know, so that's still a thing. (laughs) The hair journey was long, literally, and sometimes very sorted. So I didn't get a haircut for nine years, just grew my hair out. So it was like past or like halfway down my butt, we could say. And then I gave it a cut. Mm -hmm. down to my shoulders and it oscillated for some time between shoulders to the bottom of shoulder blades just kind of going up and down up and down there Mm -hmm. before and oh there was a hot minute where i thought side bangs would be good and mind you my hair leans wavy curly Mm -hmm. so and i didn't straighten my bangs it was just like it's gonna be fine would step outside and look like the scorpion swirl <laughs> swoosh type thing going on. It was like pointy. Like uh-huh. just imagine something like this. Yeah, just whoop. Uh-huh. Perfect like little line there. If you got really lazy with a compass and you know, like half assed a circle, that's what it felt like. It was just <laughs> so perfectly round, like a little slide. Oh, <laughs> could slide yeah. off my bangs. And that lasted in my opinion, far too long, so two years. And in college, I got this really, really short bob. Like, it was, I would consider it, like, almost like a guy's haircut, because in the back, I couldn't put it up. Like, it was down to here, like, at the very, what's this 
the part base of, of your, your neck. It wasn't all the way down here. Like it was up here. Yeah. So yeah, that part of that skull and <laughs> and then it kind of went like this. Uh-huh. And it was cute and everything. And I think I had bangs at the time, too. So, like, there was a lot going on. And that was my most high-maintenance haircut I've ever had. Oh, yeah. See, people don't realize when you go ooh. short, that's more high-maintenance than keeping it long. Because to keep it short, you have to go for a cut, like, every two weeks. And see, I wouldn't do that. I just got it cut and was like, okay, I'm growing it out now. Mm-hmm. So there's always that awkward phase where you're like... I'm going to burn off all the hair on my head. Yeah. I hate it so much right now. So and let me ask you a quick question. Is Was it like yeah. an A-line bob then where it was stacked in the back and it came longer in the front? Yeah, yeah. Layered like a nice little stairwell. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, again, moisture in contact with wavy curly hair, just, you know, fried out like that. It was, gave, I mean, it was fun. It was a moment. Gave you a bit of a fro. Yeah, yeah. And then in grad school, I was like, you know what would be fun? Uh, a combination of bangs that look as if Vampira in her later punk years and Betty Page made a baby, <laughs> like their hairstyles made a baby and out came my bangs. So they were a Betty bang. And it started here because again, I don't have a forehead. It's I don't got a lot of real right. estate to work with here. <laughs> And the saving grace of a Betty Bang is it starts so far back. Uh-huh. And then it was pointy, like a vampire, and I lived my vampire dreams. See, I don't remember that. Why don't I remember that? Because by the time I met you, I was over it because my oh. bangs were so high maintenance. And they grew really fast, so it was always like this. I look like Optimus Prime. <laughs> but like in uh, business attire. <laughs> See, that's, I had, that was something I had all throughout high school because between middle school and high school, that's when the side part got really popular. Uh-huh. I had a side part from 15 to 27. <laughs> was your hair kind of stuck like that? Like, did you have yeah. to play with, okay. It it ended up, I don't know if growing that way is the correct term, but it ended up to where I already naturally have like two different kind of cowlicks in my forehead. Uh-huh. And so when I parted it to the side, that was at one of the cowlicks. So oh. it really laid that way. And today I've got it to where I part it down the middle again, but more framing, a lot more layers, a lot more movement. It's not just straight and all one length now. But it took a year probably, a solid year before my hair finally lays down the middle again, just naturally. It was so God, bad. I'm so upset we lived in different states as children because I did not part my hair anywhere else other than the center uh-huh. for the first, I don't know, 15 years of my life. Oh, yeah. Before I had to also do the thing like the hair would hurt, like my scalp would hurt from yeah. trying to train, you know, the part. And now I kind of oscillate between, like, this side and a center part. Yeah. And have, like, really taken a step back from my hair. Like, okay, do whatever you want because I brush <laughs> you and 30 minutes later you look like I haven't brushed my hair in a week. It's fine. So now it's grown out and I think past my shoulder blades, if not close to my butt at this point. Really? Yeah, but it's always up. Yeah, I mean, so, I was about to say, I only ever see you in a bun, so I have no idea how long your hair has gone. Yeah, it's bun time most of the time. See, when I was in college, when I was an undergrad, my hair got almost to my butt. Like, I just, I didn't have it cut for three or four years. And then I, I finally that. went in and I said, I need, because it just, it was during the summer and it was too uh-huh. hot and my ends got were it. so raggedy looking that I went to a hairstylist and I think I just went to like a great clips and I said, I just need the dead ends trimmed off. And she stopped and she looked at me and she goes, that's how much hair are you willing to part with? I said, I understand. That's probably going to be five inches. Please get it off my head. She said, okay, I just want to be sure that when I start cutting all of these dead ends off that you're not going to freak out. I'm like, I'm not going to freak out. And yeah, I had to get at least four inches cut off. Isn't that nuts how, like, the dead and split ends can just ride up that hair follicle and make your life such a mess? 
Well, because technically, technically, all hair is dead hair. Yeah. Except like the base inch at the root, you know? Mm-hmm. All of this is just, it's unnecessary. And it, we, we fashion it because that's what society has told us to do is make it look good, right? Sure. And, but, you know, the the dead ends, quote unquote, are just the ends that are splitting. And it's because of either heat exposure, color exposure, bad product Natural exposure. Wear and tear. Yeah. And so that's what starts to split. So your whole head is dead hair. You know, these <laughs> this <laughs> is full of dead hair when they're like, oh, look at your healthy, lustrous hair. And it's all dead. It, That's the plot twist. It really is. I mean, it, it can look healthy if you keep it safe with with good care and what have you, good products. But, yeah, no, it's <laughs> if Girl, we want to be real, know, it's dead. All of it. It's Bruce Willis in the sixth sense. It was dead the whole time. <laughs> Your hair was dead. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, every time I go to a new hairstylist, they always comment, you know, oh, your hair is so shiny and, and healthy. And, you know, what do you do? I'm like, I don't do anything with it. That's the key factor. <laughs> I don't straighten it. I don't blow dry it. I only dye it every six months. Like... And I do my best to use, like, vegan products. That's it. I really like your hair color. I think um, the hair colors that you've had since, like, what, 2017? Mm -hmm. I've been a really big fan of. I think they complement your complexion really well. And, you know, with your hairstyle to, like, your face. And, like, it's all on point, honestly. It's great. Oh, thank you. If anyone would like to know, I dye my hair red. I go with reds. I go a lot of mahoganies so a lot of dark reds i don't go fire truck engine red this time around i had my hairstylist mix like a violet color with a fire truck color with a light brown color to make it more of a soft tone because if they had just left it fire truck and and violet it would have been a lot brighter (laughs) And I remember they came up to me and they're like, hey, so are, how much of a fan of color are you? Like, are you scared of color? I think is what she asked me. And I said, <laughs> I'm not scared of color. I've had one of my hairstylists accidentally kind of colored my hair ketchup once. And, you know, I lived with it. It was fine. But it's not what I'm going for. So she said, I'm going to add some brown to this. And I said, sounds great. Yeah. Plus, you know what? Uh, when the sun reflects on the hair it does bring out more of that spicier color the brighter color oh yeah and i'm so you get the best of both worlds get the best of both worlds not gonna Ah. go any further because i don't want to get copyright strike you know that was a wig wigs (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's oh go ahead i'm so sorry i got so excited when you watch movies do you ever look at someone's hair and be like wig (laughs) No, <laughs> I've never done that uh, before. <laughs> no, because there's some straight up, like, that's a wig. That's a hat. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it can be kind of easy to tell that that's not someone's real hair color or real hairstyle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't watch mo- most movies I watch are animated S. I don't give two shits. <laughs> <laughs> the physics of anime hair though get into it oh no that's a whole that's a whole other episode we could be going on about <laughs> next week <laughs> you keep you keep saying that and then you texted me earlier today what are we talking about i was like didn't we say last <laughs> week that we were gonna do hair <laughs> i was busy okay my brain was preoccupied with some stuff in the meantime <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah. I had errands. I had things to do. It, I mean, I, yeah, I get that. <laughs> I'm gonna make a note. Make it right now, actually. Okay, you do that. <laughs> so have you never colored your hair at all? Like, dyed it? No. There was, uh, <laughs> my hair is its own mood ring. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. So my dad, he has, one could say, like, black hair. Okay. Like dark brown black. Yeah. 
my mom, she has auburn hair. Mm. And in the winter, the top of my head looks black, dark brown. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into a medium brown at the ends. Okay. In the summer, the top of my head is more of a dark medium brown. Mm-hmm. And the very ends are super auburn. <laughs> and I remember for a time, I because of just like, how can I uh, wrangle and wrestle my hair on the head and keep it there? Mm-hmm. Um, I used to do one of those like big, you know, like top top knots, top buns oh, kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. The ballerina buns. Uh-huh. And I was working in a hospital at the time, and so literally, like, dark brown, and then this red thing, mass on my head, right? And a patient was like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. Do you do that ombre that's really popular now? I said, no, that's my hair girl. Because <laughs> seriously, it was crazy. Like, you, you wouldn't believe that I didn't have some kind of thing done to my hair. No, I I get that because when I colored my hair a couple years ago, I had it to where it would be somewhat like ombre where it was really dark at the root and then it went out to like a copper color. Cute. And so when I I would do the the ballerina bun or or we used to call it sock buns, I would do that. Ah, mm -hmm. It would just be like this really bright copper sitting on top of dark hair and it's like... It's fun, right? Isn't oh it so awesome? <laughs> it's I don't know, I like that. It is fun, I think. And I it's just weird cuz you look at in the mirror and you're thinking, what is my hair? What is this? <laughs> this doesn't <laughs> existential crisis here. I can guarantee your hair is ex- asking the exact same question. <laughs> well, it's like cuz can't you buy buns of fake hair to just put on your head? You surely can. Mm-hmm. So I kept getting those vibes where I just, I bought a bun <laughs> of a different hair color and would put that on my head. What kind of, like, imposter syndrome? Like, this is not me. This is not a part of me. That's a, <laughs> Who is this? What is this? I, I'll get another copyright. When will my reflection show? <laughs> Who is this? Fucking... Girl, the oh, I just blanked on the name. I just See? blanked on the name. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, oh, is that the one where they like dress her up all beautiful and then she doesn't succeed at being a lady? Yeah, because so they she were, washes off. They were gonna okay. find her a, a man so she could be a bride, and then she royally messes it up. Not a, you know, it's not really her fault, more the cricket's fault. But anywho, then she goes home and she's singing at the family shrine and wipes off half of her makeup, and that's like the famous scene, right? Okay, I love how sassy her ancestors were. Oh my god, yes, love it. Yeah, can, oh my gosh, and a non sequitur, but so related to our past content. Oh no, uh, the boner that everyone had for the. Who's that guy that becomes, like, her love interest? Uh, I want to say Shang. Shang. Okay, that's what I thought, but I was like, I'm not going to go on blast with confidence and then get it totally wrong. I'm going to Google it real quick, though, to make sure that that's the right word. I'm pretty sure it's Shang as well, but uh, the thirst over animated men, that's the one. Okay, that's it's historically not that's a historically accurate name. No, Mulan Disney Mulan. <laughs> did you see the real life a kind of interpretation of that movie? No, I did not. I did not either. What is No, it is Shang. Okay. Shang, yeah. yeah. Okay. Amazing. Sorry, the the accurate name is Hong Hui. I'm so sorry, Chinese fans, if that is not how you pronounce that. I am doing my best. Uh, it's H-O-N-G-H-U-I, so I would say Hong Hui. Okay. Uh, but no, in Disney, it's Shang. Pronounce Shang, because it's in English. <laughs> so I know I'm saying that right. <laughs> okay. Okay, though, can I... Because I... <laughs> an absolute train wreck of attention of like keeping a focused linear thought today never never seen that happen before in my life with you (laughs) listen (laughs) it's facts but 
what are some hair trends, hair colors, hairstyles that you're a fan of? Because I feel like people are express like there's just so many cool things you can do with your hair. It may not necessarily be the healthiest thing for your hair, mm-hmm. but what are some past or current styles, colors that are, you're into? I am obsessed with the wolf cut. Oh, that's a good one. And in all honesty, I tried. So this time around when I got my hair cut and colored, I said, I really enjoy the shagginess of the wolf cut, but I don't think I'm fully committed to doing that to my hair. So Mm -hmm. I currently have a lot of layers right now, similar to a wolf cut. I have that kind of shaggy cut, but Mm -hmm. I don't have it so stacked. Okay. Um, Because the wolf cut is a lot heavier on top than it is on bottom and i like to keep the length of my hair i've always really liked having longer hair at least i can throw it up in a ponytail like now but i love the wolf cut and i love red hair so i I at least can control the red like i get to put that in my hair but Mm -hmm. yeah the wolf cut like that's a style that i hope kind of sticks around because i love it yeah i i would agree i i think it's one of those really just versatile haircuts Mm -hmm. and i think it could work for a variety of like face shapes and i don't know there's just something about it that has like this effortless kind of cool vibe to it and that's perfect for someone like me who does not want to style their hair i am a wash dry brush (laughs) good luck like i will uh use a straightener on my bangs because they're to the point where i can kind of curl them to where they lay down like again I don't have a cowlick in the middle. I have them on two sides. So I have to like make my bangs lay down on my forehead. And I finally have gotten to the point where I can do that. But Mm -hmm. otherwise, I don't want to spend 30 minutes on my hair. I don't. Yeah. I'm I'm lazy. I have priorities. And and that is not one of them. (laughs) But I'll second that because I, especially when it comes to hair, uh, believe in less is more approach is the more optimal one Mm -hmm. because i mean hair can be so brittle oh my gosh like those videos of people fully singeing off their hair while straightening or curling it yeah and this not a full like what do you call one of those uh guilty pleasures of mine (laughs) (laughs) of watching people butcher their haircuts especially bangs diy bangs Where, you know, they'll, like, twist it and pull it, and it's a problem because, let's say, if your hair is dry versus when it's wet, it's going to settle in different ways. Uh Or if you're pulling your hair super taut and then cut it super close to your forehead, of course your bangs are going to be shit because you didn't give any room for any body. Mm -hmm. Or my personal favorite, when people are cutting across bangs and they spend the whole time looking up. And then they relax their eyes and realize they have a whole inch of forehead <laughs> totally. now. And I'm like, <laughs> at this point, I feel we have enough videos on the internet to show how not to do it. Right. That if you're still fucking it up, that's on you. Get a clip and bang. <laughs> right. Like, clip it in and go, you know? That's that's how, that's the future. Clip and bangs are the future. I think so, too, because truly one of the most temperamental things is a bang. Yeah. And the maintenance of it. Why why all this in the front of your face causing you so much problems? You know, don't do that to yourself. But speaking of uh, business in the front, party in the back. No. I. Okay, so I wouldn't personally do it, (laughs) but I think mullets are so fun. I think they're such a look, and the people that I've seen or know that have them rock them with such confidence that it's like, you can't be mad about it or be like, oh, this is a horrendous hairstyle. I think they're so fun. Wouldn't do it, personally, but I I support anyone that's confident enough to rock it. I am going to have to politely disagree. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Mostly because... I don't know who the people are that you know that rock them, but like, I believe that you know them because they exist clearly. I am. Yeah, that's in my alley. I am from the country. 
people who rock mullets are not always the most fun people to be around (laughs) where I'm from. Now, I'm not going to immediately harshly judge someone who has a mullet, but (laughs) from my experiences growing up, they don't tend to be the most pleasant people to be around. And I know it's coming back. And so maybe it's like that thing where where people are taking the mullet and giving it a new name and a new personality, which is great. Go forth, my children, and and make a new mullet legacy. But the legacy it currently has is not great. <laughs> not it, huh? It's not it, fam. <laughs> I, I mean, I get it that a mullet is power. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's raw power that can't be tamed. And I believe that will be true. You know, what was, what is, and what will be in the future will just, that's, that's the vibe, the connotations that a mullet carries with itself with. A great mullet comes great responsibility. The mullet in me sees the mullet in you. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope that all people with mullets, like, when they pass each other on the street or something, there's, like, this acknowledgement. It's like... You know, of namaste. It's like when one Miata sees another and they do the little blinks. That or motorcycle riders? Yes, that's and then there's yeah, yeah, mullets. Yeah, they do the little hand signal. Yeah, it's like there's a yeah, Venn diagram almost where it's like Miata drivers, motorcycle riders, and mullets. The three abs, bitch. <laughs> the holy trinity. I didn't even mean to do that. The mmm. The, the mm. ultimate mmm. <laughs> Can I get a mmm up in here? <laughs> And I don't think we can end any better than that. I don't think we can. (coughs) Oh, my God. With that, everybody. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. If you have enjoyed it thus far, leave a like, a rating, subscribe, bookmark, shout us out to the universe, send us to your friends, tell them that we are awesome and worth listening to. We appreciate all that you do for us. Find us on our Tumblr, send us a link, or you know, a a message. What would you like to hear us talk about? We love you so much. And until next week, stay alive, friends. I'm like crying. Take care, everyone. (laughs)